0: Welcome, everybody, to Nothing to Fear, a horror movie podcast. Uh, we are dedicated to watching horror movies sometimes. We're not as dedicated as we used to be because we are doing a little bit of a format shift. Long-time listeners, if you're familiar with the show, Nothing to Fear. If you're brand new, welcome. But uh, instead of going weekly, we're going to be doing a once-a-month thing while we all have other lives. The voice you're hearing right now, this is me. I'm Billy Schultz. I run this show. I pick a lot of the movies. I trained myself to like horror movies over the past three years and i'm so excited to be joined with the original trilogy the original crew <laughs> of nothing to fear alex swan and luke mason and you know what we just heard from alex swan recently on our friday the 13th bonus episode so luke mason how yeah. the hell are you welcome back
1: as i was saying before recording i am hung over as is contract for this particular it is just after 9 a.m. on the Pacific coast, and uh, I hosted a trivia trivia party at my house last night, thus consumed many uh, libation, and I mm-hmm. feel great, so I'm ready to go.
0: Uh, <laughs> listeners might not know this, but part of the reason we took the hiatus was, Luke, you were like, I can't keep drinking myself into hangover every Saturday evening to record on it's Sunday. It's true. So, it was getting uh, unhealthy. For your <laughs> liver. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> It's not like the main reason, but it was um, part of the calculation. <laughs> part of the calculation, for sure, for sure.
0: But no, how's your summer been? How have you been spending your time sans podcast? What's been going on?
1: Summer was interesting. I had some health stuff, so I'm better now, but that's good. I had to have a uh, surgery, better. though. I, uh, oh, no. I had a diagnostic laparoscopy because at the beginning of the summer, like the day before day camp started, which is like the worst fucking time.
0: Oh, shit. Yeah.
1: I had what ended up being a bowel obstruction, which was very, shit. very, very painful. It was like mm-hmm. kind of constant eight out of 10 pain. So they uh, recommended I do this little surgery to make sure nothing really bad was happening. And it wasn't, but it was still mm-hmm. nerve wracking. So that was my summer. Mostly I was thinking about that. <laughs> Jeez,
0: yeah. <laughs> Talk about stress. Oh my god, I'm sorry to hear that.
1: But now I got a cute little scar under my belly button, so that's cool. And Aww. <laughs> it's in your fun trail. That's right. <laughs> and they shaved like the bottom half of my torso, so I'm a pretty hairy person. So it was kind of funny mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just, like hairy and then just smooth. I looked like a different person.
0: There's just like an equator of yeah. my hair. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's
1: like wow. He's like half chimpanzee, half human. <laughs> and I'd say
0: you're at least three quarters human, Luke. At least. Thank you. <laughs> thank you.
1: I read a lot. I, mm-hmm. I have been very busy, actually. My job has been quite not overly demanding, but not underly demanding either. So sure. it's been demanding.
0: <laughs> That's, but good demanding, right? Like it's been yeah. good busy when you're not recovering from surgery.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like I've watched a lot of movies watch TV shows, read books, mm-hmm. kind of like my normal nice. life.
0: Well, that actually kind of brings me into a second follow-up question for you, but like, have you been checking out any uh, any other horror stuff in your time off just for funsies? Have you seen any horror-related stuff in the last few months?
1: Uh, yeah, actually, just a few days ago, to the exaltation, I'm sure, of Alex, I watched Saw X or Saw 10,
0: Ooh. Okay,
1: the newest okay. one out there, and... It is reminiscent of the other ones. <laughs> I could I could tell I can tell it's in the same franchise. Was it better than Spiral? <laughs> I don't I would say no actually. Mm-hmm. Oh really? S- Spiral had a bit more intrigue to it. This one was just kind of like straight down the middle. There wasn't okay. like And even the twist because every saw movie has a twist. Even the twist was like okay. I that wasn't of surprise to me, really. But Tobin Bell as Jigsaw was great again. So that's kind of like the main point of it all. Is he still an asshole? Well, he gets like, for the first time, well, not the first time, but in this movie, you kind of really feel bad for him because the, the the people that he's hmm. teaching, quote unquote, how to <laughs> live, like really fucked him over. Uh, oh, pretty okay. pretty bad. Like legit bad. So You know what? Good they for co- them. They kind of had, they had like, they should, look, obviously they shouldn't have had happened what happened to them, but they definitely should have been arrested. So, right and right, charged right, right. with a, with criminal activity.
0: Right. Is this like a kind of, I don't want to say rehabilitation of Jigsaw, but is it kind of like now the bad guy is the good guy mm. uh, all along kind of movie? Or is it, is like Jigsaw more the protagonist of this? Of yeah, Saw he 10? is.
1: He is the protagonist of Saw 10. And I guess that's like the first time really he yeah. has been yeah it's definitely the most screen time of any of the movies he's had so Interesting. it's set it's set between the first two movies so it's like of after it the is. first and then before the second one. How yeah.
2: much more time can we fit between these two, you know?
0: Listen, Saw, this sounds like the Saw franchise is taking extensive notes from the Star Wars franchise by just jamming everything into like <laughs> five years after Return of the Jedi. Exactly. Where yeah. they're just like, every, it's all it was chaos. right It now. was just
1: chaos at that point in time. It <laughs> was <just> like, <laughs> it was anarchy everywhere. This is when stories happen. Exactly, Honestly, yeah. it when I think I saw Jigsaw in theaters with you, Alex. I think it came yeah, out we in like. S- 2017. No, no. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We saw Jigsaw. And with Ali too. We saw with Allie, yeah, yeah. And I yeah. remember when Jigsaw. Spoilers for that movie. I remember when Jigsaw showed up. I was like, "How the fuck?" And then once the reveal happens, you're like, "Oh, damn it!" It was like a. It was like a prequel, right? <laughs> well, it what was I remember, just two very distinct moments in time running yeah. narratively intertwined mm-hmm. in the movie. That's right.
0: So. They love to do that. They love yeah. a little like multiple timelines.
1: Yeah, uh, I feel like I've seen other ones. I actually watched just out of curiosity, more than interest. I watched the other two Hell House movies because they were cause they were on Amazon.
0: Okay, and how
1: do they stack up? Uh, the first one is the best. They're fine. They're mm-hmm. like it's just kind of more of the same, honestly. <laughs> Did it's it go like,
2: more into the lore though? Because I remember we were a little bit, but like, yeah, yeah.
1: But okay, it's it's like oh. All these people died in Hell House, but we won't die, so let's go in. And then more people die <laughs> in Hell House. And then more people die. And then and then next people are like, yeah, but we won't die if we go in there. They were stupid. Yeah, Where but are three they times. Anyway?
0: No way.
2: <laughs> but you know what? That's why there's no Hell House 4, because they finally learned to their lesson. I don't sure know. there's
0: going to be a limited series or something in like another year. Yeah. Like we'll, You say that, but I'll go on Instagram and they'll be like, David Gordon Green is directing a new Hell uh, Hell House <laughs> LLC
2: franchise, but it's well, just clearly like, picking it to be an LLC worked out. You know, it,
1: it, yeah. there's just so many funny throwaway lines that are so important to like how any of this would be happening. It's like the cops just don't mm. let people in. Why? Well, they just don't. So can't <laughs> go in. <laughs> what are the huh? cops hiding? What are the cops hiding? It's like because we know what's happening. It's like the, they don't. The cops don't know anything either. <laughs>
0: Right, it's
1: just. <laughs> I think those kind of um, plot points get accentuated in a found footage film because, of course, yeah, inevitably the actor or actress in that scene is overacting, and mm-hmm. there's just mm-hmm. there's just so much overacting in that franchise. Anyway, uh,
0: anything anything else horror related
1: mm. or no? Did you ever end up watching um,
2: Insidious Five?
1: Ah, uh, yeah, I did. That was a long Ooh. time ago, though. <laughs> Honestly, I was. It was a long time ago. I was I was mildly disappointed. Save
0: it, it for I the thought. Insidious 5 episode, Luke.
1: <laughs> okay, so Yeah, save it for sorry. Insidious
0: 5. Insidious goes to college. Uh, but I agree with you, Luke. That From that one sentence, I think we have the same opinion of this movie. <laughs> of uh, Insidious, the red door.
1: It was fine. It just wasn't... It didn't have the same magic as the first two, I thought.
0: That's true. Well, it's not magic,
2: it's demons.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> there you go. Well, great. Well, it's... You know, this is 10 minutes of tape on Luke. Luke's back in Year's, everyone. But now we're going to throw it to uh, Alex Wan. And if you want to hear what Alex was doing in the summer, you can listen to Friday the 13th Part 5 bonus episode and find out what he did after skydiving. There's a little sizzle for you. But Alex, have you you spent any time during this hiatus watching any horror movies? Um, Other than the one I made you watch last couple weeks ago.
2: I think the only movie I have watched between... Friday the 13th, and the one we're doing today is The Whale. So, no, I haven't watched any horror movies. (laughs) But yeah, no, uh, I've watched a lot of TV, so I've re-watched front-to-back Scrubs because I do that every year. And because I'm, like, (laughs) jonesing for, like, a medical show, and I hate myself, I decided I'm going to start Grey's Anatomy.
0: Oh, Um... man, that's a big... (laughs) That's a big... uh, um... Commitment, yeah, big big commitment. Yeah,
1: there was a trivia question about hospital TV shows last night. My friend Graham co-hosted, and he made a category called "General Knowledge," but all the questions were about general things. Oh, very nice. (laughs) Nice. And one of them was: "General Hospital is the longest-running soap opera on American television. What year did it debut?" And then you had to. Oh dang! It's like a long ass time. Is it longer than Young and Restless? Yeah, apparently. Apparently, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> it, it debuted in 1963. 19- look at me 63. fact-checking these questions.
0: Yeah. 1963 oh. or 73? Yeah, 63. Oh, shit. Yeah. Was that 50 years oh. now?
1: Yeah. 60, almost. 60 years.
0: No, yeah, no, actually 60, yeah.
2: Oh, my God. It's 2023.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. What happened? <laughs> cool.
2: Um, yeah, that's, yeah. I hope you enjoy that's... Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I, I hope I do, too. We'll see. I have yet Let's to start see. it, but I will. I guess to update Luke, I saw Joel at FolkFest,
0: so nice. a few times. Yeah. And cool. then that's it. That's that's the update. <laughs> that's it. That's the update. You, you saw Joel. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, I've actually watched not an insignificant amount of horror movies in the last, you know, sort of 12-ish weeks that we haven't been recording. I checked out The Insidious, The Red Door, of course, because I was looking forward to that one. And yeah, it was kind of mid, I'll say, as the kids are saying these days, but uh, I think we should do an episode about it just to... Uh, close, close off the red children. door we, on we that we close the door yeah we, we didn't do 4 right we we only no, did the first two insidious. no but we were going to
2: yeah you you asked us to watch 4 and then so that we could record 5 but i've watched 4 and That's 5
0: right. so we could do both yeah we could do, both. do Or two, we two could for, do two, t- have to, two in one i think i'm going to definitely uh have to read the wikipedia about what happened in those two movies cuz yeah it was a while ago, but I also watched for another podcast that I was a guest on, the Super Scary Podcast. We watched A24's The Hole in the Ground from 2019, I think, which is like Irish countryside. Maybe there's a changeling. It's right in the like wheelhouse of the Babadook where it's like a single parent with a kid who's kind of weird. And what happens? <laughs> I also watched... Uh, a movie with Kelly that we just picked randomly because it was October called Eli which was supposed to be a, a scary medical movie but it turned out uh, you know what, I'm going to spoil spoilers for the movie Eli which is a terrible fucking movie it was like what if a kid who was allergic to the outside was actually just the son of the devil mm-hmm. it was very 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 s- silly uh, and stupid
2: so at day camp the kid that's like I can't touch grass cuz I'm allergic to it is really the son of the He's devil, the devil.
1: That's a satan kid.
0: It was like what if puberty was satanic cuz like this kid is like this cute little kid and every time he gets like you know he's getting angry and his skin's turning all red and he's getting all back talky to his parents and it's like a very heavy-handed like Rosemary's Baby kind of metaphor. It ends with the kid like having combed his hair forward so it like falls over one of his eyes like kind of Justin Bieber early 2000 style puts a hoodie on over his head and then like just sits in the front seat like a big boy and his mom just like has to drive him around in their minivan it's i was just like oh this is puberty like you just made <laughs> made a puberty movie and like a little a sweet little boy is now a mouthy teenager and it must be the devil it mustn't be like anything but that so that was fun and stupid we also watched no one will save you which is on disney plus which i actually do recommend and i want to talk about doing something each cheer, but that's a cool one and then um of course, this movie. Well, and Friday the Thirteenth Part Five, but you we know, don't talk about that. But also, this movie, which is "Talk to Me" from 2023.
2: Did Ricky Martin write this movie?
0: I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Is that a song? I think that
1: Ricky so. Did? I think this is a Ricky Martin production.
2: Didn't didn't he? He he's saying he's saying uh, she bangs right. Uh, yeah. I <laughs> Yes. That was and singing. that's the first three lines of that
0: song. Oh, uh, yeah. that's true. Yeah. yeah, banging, banging, banging. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah this movie is actually called banging
0: banging, banging. <laughs> yep that's right that's right no but we watched yeah we watched talk to the hand so um no it's not called talk to the hand i've called it talk to the hand ever since it came out because talk to the Hand." because i'm not listening yeah talk through the hand as my discord name says uh but no we watched talk to me so how do we do this what did we know going into it luke what did you know about talk to me before going into it did you like hear about it when it was coming out this summer because it's a new movie it's like yeah i
1: saw it i saw the trailer in the summer but that was it i so i knew that there was a disembodied hand i figured there was spirits of some sort so kind of the generalities were in place yeah Mm -hmm. but nothing in depth
0: Nothing in depth, in depth, yeah. What about you, Alex? What did you know about Talk to Me?
1: Yeah, I I saw the trailer, so I
2: got kind of the gist of it, and I knew that it was made by YouTubers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was the fun fact. So, so it's like kind of, I think when, like, we, we've we done movies where it's like the comedy people have made the movie. So like
1: mm-hmm.
2: Jordan Peele, and then um, we had- Zach Kragers. Uh, Who's who's that?
0: the The barbarian guy. Yeah, bar- did, yeah, was, yeah,
2: yeah. And that, like, because he was a uh, whitest kids, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then now it's like we got we got some YouTubers making a horror movie. So I'm like, okay, that tracks for like this kind of new wave of maybe I, I don't Trainers, know I don't know yeah. what they do, but I'm sure they made funny videos in some way. Maybe maybe they made serious videos, but kind of like the new non traditional horror movie genesis. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it seems like there's this like crop of content creators that have like sort of made a name for themselves online on YouTube on on like short videos and stuff, and now they have like a big enough following in content creation to like have ideas hit the big screen, which is I think pretty exciting. And actually, one interesting piece of trivia, maybe interesting, I don't know, because this is an Australian production, but one of the biggest i think he's a producer on this movie it's also one of the biggest names behind the animated tv show bluey so uh just know that the movie about the australian dog family that everyone is like really is beloved also has a large hand in this movie (laughs) so to speak Uh, (laughs) and there was a dog in this movie and there was a dog and the dog did not die which is great so yeah i mean i think we'll do all our trailer stuff and uh get into our proper discussion if that's if that's okay with all of you, because I don't really have anything else to say up the front, so uh, why don't we hop in?
2: You visited your
1: night? You want to turn, eh? My mom leaves at 9. So, so you're at 10.
2: <laughs>
1: yes!
0: where'd you get it from anyway. Apparently it was the hand of someone who could connect with the dead I heard it was the hand of a
2: satanist. The other hand's just out there.
1: White people shit, man, I tell you.
2: All right, let's do this! You know the drill. Say, talk to me. Talk to me.
0: (gasps) Haley, fucking stop it, he's choking!
2: 83 seconds, get it off him!
1: What if we open the door, but we didn't shut it? Delete it. Ah! Delete it, come on!
0: The spirits. They followed us. Oh, we have to do something. You want to do it again?
1: They're
2: <laughs> not gonna stop. What was it? What? I don't know! I let you in. Mm-hmm. I let you in. Oh, my God. Alex, take it away. Talk to Me is a 2022 Australian supernatural horror film directed by Danny and Michael Philippou and written by Danny Philippou and Bill Hinsman, Hinsman, based on a concept by Daley Pearson. It stars Sophie Wilde, Alexandra Jensen, Zoe Bird, Miranda Otto, my God. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Zoe Tarakis, Chris Alosio, Marcus Johnson, and Alexandria Stephenson. The film follows a group of teenagers who discover they are able to contact spirits using a mysterious embalmed hand, only for things Mm -hmm. to go
0: too far. Uh, They definitely go too far, and I didn't uh, preface this before, but in case you're new, we will spoil this movie. We're going to talk about all the things, so nothing is sacred. If you haven't seen it, this is a spoiler for the rating later, but I really do think you should check it out if you don't want to be spoiled, because it is... An interesting little fic- flick and as always with some triggers trigger warnings check out does the dog die.com i will say this is the biggest one is there's a lot of like self-inflicted damage to people in this movie and um some pretty gross prosthetics. So if that's something that's worrying you, look at. Oh, and there's also one instance of a sea bomb that's dropped, but it's dropped in the Australian way, so it's not like. uh mm. so they're like they're saying, "Hey, buddy, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's actually a conge- it's a term of congeniality,
0: <laughs> except for when they're they're talking about the spirit in a." mean way so but yeah it definitely doesn't have the same same teeth in it so this movie was 4.5 million dollars to make and it made at the box office over 90 million it was like a smash hit this summer it's kind of like a real like rags to riches story i guess you know these like youtubers just putting out this little movie and it really took fire it was it was all over the place and i'm really excited to get to talk about it rotten tomatoes has this on a 94 percent Critics rating an eighty two percent audience rating, and i m d b breaks the six point five barrier with this one at seven point two so nice. yeah, talk to me <laughs> sure, yeah, it was fairly
2: entertaining there i mean there there's like like any horror movie there's lulls, and this is no different, but when shit happened, shit fucking happened I was like i I don't often cringe away from the screen, but this movie absolutely had me doing that, and going. Like what the fuck am I watching? Ew, I don't want to look at this <laughs> yep. stuff like that. Very grisly. So yeah, it it definitely diff- diff- had that like feeling of shock to it when you're not expecting. In terms of being scary, I don't think it was very like scary. More so like gross and mm-hmm. yeah. But it's an interesting concept that I feel isn't new. It's not necessarily original, but it was told in a way that's very. Modern, like the idea of communicating to spirits while at a house party, while all your friends are film fr- friends, quote unquote friends, are filming your reaction is very twenty mm-hmm. first century.
0: It's very social media, yeah, like, viral video yeah. type stuff. Yeah, it
2: was it was very very fine and to at some parts quite interesting. And then I did not have many complaints about this movie, other than people do not leave their phone on ring okay in like in real life (laughs) that's not a thing okay people leave their phone on silent on vibrate nobody has a ringtone anymore like (laughs) unless you're over the age of like 55 but like these no this teenager should that was the most unrealistic part of the movie
0: was it that or was it because the ringtone was crazy frog
2: I could, I could believe the crazy frog being your ringtone, but like ha- having your ringtone actually ring, not just once, but like mm-hmm. throughout the entire movie, especially when you're in a fucking hospital. Like, no, that was the worst yeah, part of the there's movie. A,
0: there's a, a tweet I saw recently or a while ago. It was like, in the early 2000s, we were all paying for ringtones. And now, if this little rectangle ever makes a sound, I want to throw it out of the, bu- like, out of the building. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, yeah, I, I have my phone on vibrate exclusively. I agree with you. This is actually the second time I saw this movie because I did check it out when it was in theaters and it was very good. And uh, those parts you talk about, Alex, that like slow and drag the sort of lulls where the scares aren't happening—that is much more pronounced the second time when you know. Again, it's that thing of like when you don't know if a scare is coming, it's more tense. But if you've already seen the movie, then you're like, "Well, I n- I know this isn't going to end in a a jump scare or like a resolving of tension." So you're... I found myself a couple of times being like, "Okay, let's." Let's speed it up here, folks. Like, what are we doing? But uh, for the first time when I saw it in the theaters, it was very tense. I think the scares in terms of the prosthetics and the physical damage that is on screen is very, very well done. Everybody looks so gross. All the spirits that were we saw on screen, they look gross. Uh, there's a a recurring spirit that comes back over and over and like we sort of see her progress from looking kind of normal to like as i guess the evil is getting stronger they look like more rotted and gross and drowned and like bloated and oh it's very gross very gross they really i think a lot of that 4.5 million dollars went to uh went to prosthetics yeah the aspect of it being kids Watching their friends do this thing or it's like a it's like a recreational drug or kind of silly uh, house party stuff I thought was very well captured. I love that it was in Australia, like just fully on its chest Australia. I listened to um an interview with one of the um what's it directors. And they said that like the reason one of the reasons they went with A two four which was the the production company was they were going to let them do it in Australia. Whereas a bigger one was wanted them to move it to America, have it to be like you know American suburbs, use American names and accents and all that stuff. And so they really wanted to keep it Australian. I think that was was just great. Like you know, I love to see not just like small town America teens getting up to mischief. Like it's really something that happens all over the world. And so kudos to them for sticking it out. But yeah, I really enjoyed this movie and I can't wait to talk more about it. So Mr. Mason, nice Luke Mason.
1: Yeah, I would say I this movie is pretty good. I found myself suspending disbelief more or less, which I think is good because when you actually think about it, it's again, just nonsense. Like so many of these movies are nonsense. Like they don't even really try to explain how this works. Which I think is a yeah. is a is a benefit to the movie because like there's like one line where the guy's like, Where'd you get this? Oh, I got it from somebody before. Okay. <laughs> it's like how do, yeah. how does how does this disembodied hand connect you to the spirit world? Yeah, it's like the wrong question, right? <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was it was a smart move for the movie to not try to go too hard <clears throat> in that direction because it's all about really like the visuals and the mechanism and the uh reactions. Like that was really cool to see kinda it follows vibes where one person can see the spirit, but nobody else can. Mm, Yeah. So but they can still see everybody else. So it's like this weird individual sight versus collective sight kind of thing that I think has some really cool payoffs in the movie with the reactions. It like I enjoyed this movie. There was there was a there's about a a fifteen minute segment just before like the real climax of the movie with um mm-hmm. shit what's her name what was the main character's name i forget Mia <laughs> yeah mia so like before mia like truly it's like there there's about a 15 minute chunk where i wasn't sure if she was in reality or the spirit world in like how as i as the audience was supposed to interpret what was happening so maybe i'm a little stupid but i was a little confused at uh i know like a, a ch- i know there. exactly what you're talking about yeah. so i was like okay who and like there's this whole kind of subplot about like her mom as a spirit. And I wasn't like, I don't feel like I got any sense of what this, her mom spirits actual intention was, which again, probably mm-hmm. doesn't really matter, but it was part of the story. So I was like, eh, I don't, mm-hmm. okay. So like, I got it in the sense of it gives me a, a an incentive to kind of go further down this path than probably is wise. But again, maybe it's the wrong question of like, yeah, what does, Mia's dead mom spirit want (laughs) (laughs) you know uh,
0: what do any dead spirits want really you know that's what we're all asking
1: (laughs) I thought the acting was pretty good for all being relatively young people and the like cinematography was good I liked the banter I love some Aussie banter I I even liked the parts that would bother me in person like the way that they were talking to each other would probably bother me if I was there it's like you guys are just so (laughs) So obtuse about this thing right now. But the one, the only thing I didn't like about this movie was the soundtrack. Every time a song came on from those house parties, I was like, this is not my kind of music. (laughs) Damn, you're old as fuck, Luke. It's like, (laughs) it's just like non melodic. (laughs) edm music and i was just like oh my god i'm old i hate this shit like the and it's like right at the beginning it's right at the beginning of the movie and i'm like oh fuck billy is this gonna be a whole movie of (laughs) shitty edm music that i got to sit through but it was all it was only like three or four times where it was like they were at a party and i was like oh god that's what they
2: listen to these days luke
1: come on well
0: yeah that's that's young people parties not everyone can have like a a quiet trivia night party with (laughs) you know yeah. nelson microbrew ipas <laughs>
1: that's true that's true but I, was, I, i i mentally made sure to make a point of saying i fucking hated the soundtrack of this movie
0: <laughs> no that's and that's totally fair because it's it's also not my cup of tea music wise but uh, i i from the filmmaking standpoint again in this interview i heard from the the directors they specifically picked like new aussie artists too so it yeah. wasn't like again they wanted to keep it australia and they wanted the people in australia to recognize and see themselves on sure. screen in like a cool way and so yeah, and that's cool I, yeah
1: but uh yeah it fit the story it just didn't fit my ears
2: you have a favorite australian band luke sorry you had a favorite australian band that you would have preferred in this movie luke
1: uh yeah i would say i would have preferred silver chair that's my favorite oh, australian you. band but i think australian
0: band and favorite um chronicles of narnia book (laughs) no
1: that's not a good chronicles of narnia book it's It's good but i know it's fine it's horse and his boy clear silver chair no voyage (laughs) of the dawn treader is the best everybody knows that yeah come on
0: (laughs) but no like uh to get back to your point luke about The lore behind this hand, uh, that's actually one of the parts that I enjoyed a lot because, yeah, we didn't really get a definitive answer, but I really liked how they made it be this, like, word of mouth, urban legend, the story changes, whoever has it, you know, there's a scene... I think after they've tried the hand once and we see it, they're like, oh, I heard this was a hand of a psychic that got cut off. And they're like, no, it was uh, a witch. And then another person's like, no, it was a Satanist. And, you know, it's just kind of like these artifacts and the gossip amongst like teens and people in general. Like everything changes the more you interact with it. And, you know, I bet you at some point, you know, earlier on, they they didn't have the candle to light it. And, you know, somebody decided that would be like a good spooky touch. And, you know, that just like all the little elements feel like it's this game of telephone almost, where like it is passed down and changes and the core of it is all the same. But it it really struck me as like that's how folklore changes and evolves and like stories that we tell and, and like all have different local flavors, I guess. I know that there is talks of having a sequel to this movie or there's one in the works, which has the potential for it to like maybe show up in a different place. Like at the end of this movie, it's shows up in Greece and the people are talking to the hand in Greece. And so, you know, that's kind of this, this like artifact that just sort of travels around like the Jumanji game. And, uh, <laughs> people just have to interact with it, <laughs> but, um, well,
1: they don't have to, they're yeah. just drawn to it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're just drawn to it. Yeah. Well, that's a good statement. They don't have to interact with it, but here's something that I, um, learned over the summer uh, I, I listened to a lot of podcasts and one person said like a quote that really stuck with me regarding horror movies and we all three of us and anybody watching movies we love to nitpick and be like oh yeah you wouldn't act like that no oh, these, don't these people know they're in a horror movie and like a piece of writing or, or a tip for writers is, like the characters in your movie or your book or whatever don't necessarily know what genre of thing they're in so we shouldn't expect that they know they're in a horror movie Mm -hmm. right away and so in that line I'd like to cast us back imagine if we're at this house party shitty music aside maybe Luke you take yourself out of this one because if the music's (laughs) playing you're just going home but of the three of us who do you think is most likely to have like talked with the hand 100% Luke (laughs) you think Luke
2: 100% Luke me no because I don't fuck with that shit and out of the two of you, it's like, I think Luke is a little bit more, um, at least from what I know about you two, I feel like Luke is a little bit more, you know, want spot, a little bit more spontaneous, wanting to do something, maybe as a joke at first, you know, like, haha, I'm going to talk to head, and then it's going to fucking happen, and then,
0: yeah. So, Luke. <laughs> okay, so that's your pick, Luke. Yeah. Luke, who do you think <laughs> of the three of us?
1: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I might, but I wouldn't, like... If someone said, "Hey, you can grab this hand and see a ghost," I'd be like, "Okay." (laughs) I feel like it'd be a non, it'd be a non-starter. Yeah, yeah.
2: Not only do you you, can, not only uh, if you touch this hand and you you can talk to a ghost,
1: but we have to tie you to this chair first. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. It just like it's you got to you got to take a lot on faith to get the overhead Mm -hmm. of this is pretty high to be like, oh, you're gonna tie me up first i don't know about that
0: yeah that's a a bit see i think i think that i would eventually do it i think i was like like i was like if i was at this party and i was in this circumstance and i had seen a bunch of other people do it then i might be like okay i'll give it a whirl but of the the three of us who i think would do it first i actually I, i i thought you would do it first alex i thought it would be you and simply because If it's like a party where we're drinking, you know, you told that story about uh, when you were camping last year and the guy was like, get in the truck, we're getting firewood. And you're like, yeah, sure.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but getting firewood is a tangible thing that I know I can do. Talking to a ghost.
1: You didn't see the firewood.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you didn't know there was firewood. (laughs) So I think I would eventually do it if it seemed like there was no consequences, but I would be trepidatious.
1: I guess it also seems a little bizarre that there wasn't, like, more knowledge about this, considering all these videos are viral of people being, mm, yeah. like, possessed. Uh, I don't know. It just, like, the videos themselves, before we see it happen in the movie, seem pretty convincing. I feel like eventually one of those videos would come across, like, a detective or a cop's desk or computer screen. I'd be like, wait, what? Maybe. No, this is around here. This is weird. Or, like, a parent would like, I don't know. It just... It's in the definition of viral to be noticed. I just... <laughs> I was like... Mm-hmm. Oh, "How do, How is this a secret? <laughs> Still. Yeah. When these videos I was, like, are going viral.
2: I was thinking, like, when they're taking all these videos, there's, like, quite a few people at that first party, right? So, mm-hmm. it's like, mm-hmm. do they just keep it to themselves? Do they send it within each... Like, to each other? Do they send it to other people at school? And that's how the word gets spread around it, that this is a thing. Um, Because it was... It seemed pretty clear that, uh, who's not, who's Jade? Jade knew about the videos before they went to that first party because she was skeptical yeah. about it, right? Because she's like, oh, you're just, but just. She was like, it's fake though. Yeah. I don't think it's real. They're so, making like, it. Yeah. obviously, she's probably seen them before and that's how she heard about it. So that means it gets sent out to other people. When I first wa- was watching this movie, I thought it. Be a little bit more like Ma, where like these videos are getting sent around, and maybe someone's getting blackmailed or something, and then it turns out it's Uh, more real than it could have been. Yeah, right, right, right. But yeah, I thought like the the kind of the idea of like them recording with their phones was a little bit more interesting to me than what it ended up being. Like it just Mm. it was kind of inconsequential, right? Like that whole do you know Do you know what
0: I mean? Yeah, I, I do. But I think also they like I I don't really recollect seeing any sort of permanent social media uh, presence if that makes sense because they're talking about uh how they're this person's posting stuff on snapchat which is like a social media platform where stuff disappears (laughs) after 24 hours or if somebody's doing it on like an instagram story or something it doesn't necessarily stick around so maybe that's a
2: way yeah billy because once we post something on these apps no one can ever see them again it's it's
0: gone forever that's that's the point nothing stays around but the, the point is that they're not like explicitly going and like i'm putting it on my tiktok and it's there forever it is like this sort of idea that after 24 hours your snapchats expire or your instagram stories expire and, and get deleted off of your page so maybe it's like the the people they're filming it or maybe they don't upload it you know like people how many f- photos do you have on your phone that you've like taken and then never looked at or like video clips that are just like sitting there that you haven't done anything with so maybe like some of the social media stuff is like explained by that but like i i do agree that it's like this this would have gotten out in a little bit more with a little bit more severity but you know i guess this instance in the the time of the talk to me hand this is the first time someone's gotten really really badly hurt i mean we had Ducket, uh the the guy before who killed himself and stabbed his brother but like but
2: Yeah, kind of going back to that opening scene with Duckett and uh, his brother, uh, Cole. Yeah, like I thought that this movie would touch on that really interesting concept of how things just get spread around really quickly with no like no control and no autonomy of what like if people someone films you doing something like you don't have any control over that. Because, like, when just before Cole gets stabbed by Duckett and he's, like, pulling him out, everyone has their phones out and he's, like, screaming, like, what the fuck are you all doing? Like, I thought this movie would kind of explore those themes a little bit more. But then the whole kind of phone technology spreading of of videos and information and and that maybe idea of what's consent and what's not, it kind of just wasn't there anymore. It was, like, a a cool idea that I thought this movie could have explored, but it was just,
0: no, that's it. It was almost a way of being like, look, at this is the age demographic that's using the hand. They're teens and young adults yeah. who are filming all this stuff they do. And and once it gets into the the stuff with Mia and the possession, that, that all kind of falls away. Which, yeah, that might be an interesting avenue to explore further. Maybe this, like, talk to me goes broader and more people discover it. But I, I, I don't know. I kind of like the urban legend and, and maybe, like... Even if somebody sees it on their TikTok feed or something, it like goes away and you see a million other tiny video clips. So you don't remember one thing in the onslaught of online content (laughs) that you see all day long. But how about that opening scene, though? My God. Yeah, very tense scene with just all the people in the party watching it the second time. It's kind of cool. They do so much setup of the lore in like a little tiny bit of dialogue and like a little bit of camera stuff like as cole's walking through the house we see a lady chopping up something on a counter you know hereditary cake style yeah and then we see when she talks to duckett we get dad says you're not real cole's like dad's dead and then duckett says like you're gonna hurt a lot of people and so we get this kind of idea that the spirits are like talking to duckett and corrupting him because that's again that's what spirits do it's in so many possession movies (laughs) like All evil spirits want to do is be in a living body, um, and so I guess that's what they do. And then that, like the shock of him like stabbing his brother in the shoulder and then stabbing himself in the face—that was is just like oh fuck. That was just like <laughs> this movies kicking off.
1: All right, we went from a zero to a million right there. He's possessed by a spirit, right? When that happens, he's not just like tormented or anything. I would assume he's he's under exactly what.
2: Mia and who's the kid? Riley. Riley, Riley are under when at the beginning of the movie where maybe he when he talked to the hand he did it for over 90 seconds and now he's seeing things without the use of the hand and and you know how Mia uh probably hallucinated that her dad was killing her but then she ended up just stabbing him for real with the scissors. Yeah. I assume that's what Duckett was under the influence of.
1: Yeah, maybe this is just my general confusion about this movie but I thought that Riley was just in hell and that there was a spirit possessing him the rest of the movie from after his initial possession. Cause they say that like once he comes back it's it's not Riley in there. Which I guess is different that Bia. Mia didn't let any other spirit in, but she was just kind of hallucinating. Is that what we're supposed to get from the film?
2: No, so I think the idea was Mia's mom's spirit was kind of maybe not in her, but like controlling her a little bit and talking yeah, to her right like i i guess maybe because riley is a bit younger
1: and quote-unquote weaker than the spirit was actually able to fully take over was so was it was it mia's mom's spirit that took over riley because apparently like there wasn't any other one there when he went
2: no i think it was mia's mom's spirit that took over mia
0: yeah because remember there's um there's a scene where the first time Mia gets possessed so the first time she she does the the talk to the hand thing she looks at Riley and the voice whatever's like he likes you oh he's gonna get you run 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 right like there's that whole tent scene where she can't let go of the hand and everybody's like freaking out and so I think at that point there's a spirit that like is attracted to Riley Mm -hmm. and a second spirit that is attracted to Mia that appears as her mom. Whether it is her mom or a demon who's just taking on the shape of Mia's mom, that's like up for debate. But I think that Riley gets possessed by a spirit who or an evil demon that wants his soul, and that's why he like bashes himself almost to death but he doesn't quite die thanks to Jade intervening and stopping. And then every time he wakes up he tries to like hurt himself again so I think that like gross old man spirit is possessing him
1: but wasn't it originally Mia's mom possessing him or was he just no I think he was
2: just talking to Mia's mom I I think whoever you're talking to and whoever you get possessed by can be different
0: yeah because also Mia's mom doesn't show up until the like second time they do the the talk to the hand because Daniel does it
1: right I'm pretty sure Riley lets in Mia's mom.
0: That's oh, like you're right. You're right. You're he right. You're lets right. In, I'm so right? sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So yeah, because was that a different? Like, did did a did a second spirit possess halfway through? Did they tag team it, or was Mia's mom's spirit the actual evil one the whole time? Luke, because demons.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luke, because demons. No, that's actually a really great question because, like, I also had like I was not sure how the demon like hierarchy worked because mia is seeing her mom but she's also like she also sees that like weird old lady who's like sucking on daniel's toes in the uh in the sort of middle of the movie and you know she sees her dad as a demon who's like attacking her and so i don't know if the demon can just like put on people's faces and pretend whoever it is but also if they're all like it didn't make sense to me that they're all sort of on this goal of like, yeah, we want to get living people, but to have Mia's mom be like, you need to kill Riley, and then have another demon who's pretending to be Mia's dad be like, I'm going to kill you so you don't like kill anyone. I was like, these demons aren't like communicating well with each other. <laughs> if purposes. they want this goal of getting uh yeah if they want this goal of getting souls unless it's like even more where they like have this like double blindness like listen i'm gonna pretend to be on mia's side you're gonna pretend to attack mia and that way when she kills you she'll believe me and then we'll both get riley
1: and then like of course when they need a little bit of like explainer explainerson of what's going on in this movie it's like riley i call you and it's like just this little girl it's like here let me show you i'm a nice demon <laughs> it's like okay I'll show
0: you. I'll show you the portal to wherever Event Horizon went. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I'm not Riley, but I'm a cute little kid. So I'm a good demon.
0: (laughs) I'm not like a regular demon. I'm a cool demon. Yeah.
2: But we, we can confidently say that Mia's mom's spirit was actually bad the whole time and was trying to trick her into killing Riley, when in reality, all Riley needed was time for the demon to expel itself, right? I think so.
0: i think i'm happy
2: with that answer because like mia dies because she realizes (laughs) that she's the one who's actually being possessed negatively by her mom's demon or spirit so she throws herself out on the road and dies because of that and then when she's walking through the hospital whether it's immediately after or months after she can see like riley's recovered oh her dad's better Mm -hmm. and all that stuff so riley did get better because cole was right it just needs some time i think so
0: And I think the only, yeah, the uh, the only other thing to, like, wonder about is, is it actually Mia's mom who's a, a demon? <laughs> wonder. <laughs> Tony, wonder. Uh, is, is Mia's mom a bad spirit or is a bad spirit pretending to be Mia's mom? Like, is it, like, once the spirit leaves the body, do they become, like, bad and jealous of the living? Or is it just, like, somebody who's doing a pretend
1: and is like, ah, Mia's mom, it's me. And... Through the mechanics of the movie, I didn't see anything in ha- that happened during Riley's possession to make me think there was any other demon other than Mia's mom possessing him.
0: Right, because we don't see that. But,
1: but we do see that demon later, just kind of ethereally. Maybe demons can possess, but then like also leave for a bit, go on vacation, go kind of yeah. spectrally haunt someone else, and then go back to Riley when he regains consciousness or something. I don't know. So it's like, I'm pretty sure this uh, demon is supposed to be, uh, like, possessing Riley right now. What is it doing walking around?
0: Oh, Riley's unconscious. (laughs) You know, Riley's, he's in a coma. He's not going anywhere. They're like, all right, see you later, Riley. Okay. You just hang tight. I'll be back. (laughs) Here's
2: my other question. So, I didn't quite understand this minor, maybe minor plot point about why Mia's mom died. So... I think Mia was under the impression that her mom died from an overdose because she took too many pills because that's what she said to Riley, right? Right? But then she goes to her dad. It's like, you're like, like, why won't you tell me the truth? And then the dad's like, all right, I'll tell you the truth. And then reads like Mia's mom's suicide note.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: But the suicide note is like, yeah, I took too many pills. Like, so he... Was was there a, a massive secret that I missed or was that like what she, what she knew was the truth the whole time? Was it just like because like she didn't know that mom left a suicide note or letter and dad was like, all right, I'll finally read the letter to you. And it's like, yeah, it, yeah, she did kill herself. But here it is her final words that I should have shared with you as soon as I knew. Was that the point of that? Oh. See, I read
0: that for some reason as again, this is in the point of the movie where we are not sure about the reliability of Mia as narrator. Whereas like, what is she seeing? Is it real? Is it not? And so I, the demons are like, crap. She doesn't think mom died by suicide. She thinks something else is up. So they like quickly wrote a suicide note. And were like, yeah, uh, dear family. It's, I'm hopeless now. Bye or whatever. I don't mean to sound glib, but it was like, it felt like it was like, not actually Mia's mom's. So was the letter not real? I was thought it was like a fake letter. Or okay, the... dad like wrote it to try to mend fences or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. So it my... might oh.
1: Okay. But like why would you write a letter saying, "Hey, I'm going to accidentally overdose?" <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think I think really a lot of this sounds to me like it's very hard to write a coherent movie and you know, this being a kind It of has first. a lot of cool ideas, right? Yeah, exactly. And and uh, uh, One of the pitfalls of having an unreliable narrator as a main character is that if you haven't established a reliable narration prior to the unreliable narrator, you don't really have anything to, like, contrast the unreliability to. So I found that, like I mentioned off the top, that 15 to 20 minute segment where Mia is hallucinating, I found it to be very, like, I I didn't know what to think about it. At all, because it was clear to me that some that something wasn't happening right in reality. Like that was pretty clear after she was sucking. Yeah, that wasn't right in reality for sure. Daniel, <laughs> she was sucking Daniel's toes, but there hadn't been uh, to my eyes and ears there hadn't been an established reason for this to be happening to anybody that it, to to the degree where I can like confidently say, oh, here's what's happening to Mia. Right, like I just don't think the movie. Maybe it did. Maybe I'd have to rewatch it to be sure. But I don't think the movie did a good Mm -hmm. job of letting us know what is happening, so that we can like contextualize it and compare it to other things that she's doing. Because it just it. it, I don't know. I was confused by yeah knowing what to think about. Like where what is this trying to suggest about something that's going to happen later in the movie you know
0: mm-hmm. it does a lot of really cool i think cinematography work to visually put this this gulf between mia and her dad like in the movie mia's lost her mom to this overdose suicide we open on it being two years since it happened so it happened a couple you know in the in the past and things are still not good with Mia and her dad like anytime they're both in the same frame One of them is blurry, usually, like they're not both in focus. Uh, The very first interaction they have is like him trying to like have a conversation with her while she's washing dishes. And so she like can't hear and like they're not vibing together. They're not talking to one another. And so it's like, okay, they have a strained relationship. And then it's like this whole stuff about her mom overdosing. And then I was like, oh, is it maybe like max did something where he he killed her or he like held the door closed or something like he was maybe responsible for her death but it was an unrealized um yeah i guess relationship and a real story point oh totally and like the whole mom
1: thing entirely exists for mia to be increasingly irrational in her decision making to make the movie happen (laughs) right so yes of course (laughs) Like, the, the the plot thrust is Mia's bad decisions with this hand yep. and with Riley and et cetera. <laughs> so, like, from a very overarching point of view, the low resolution plot points make sense. I, I don't feel like I'm articulating this very well, but, like, I really... Those scenes where she's sucking on Daniel's toes, but she thinks it's the, the fish woman. Yeah. The scene where she... And then when she's killing her dad, but I know it, like... I know it's, she's not killing a demon. She's killing her dad because I saw the toe sucking scene before. I was just mm-hmm. like, I, I was kind of like, how is this happening to her? Like, I just don't think the movie provided us. Yeah. She was,
2: she was, she was a vulnerable spirit and some things saw an exploitable human in the real world.
1: And she's, do they she, have a line about that though? Like, no, but I'm taking
2: <laughs> the demon lore Bible and
1: yeah, it putting just seems it like it would be easy. It would have been easy to have a line about, like, hey, yeah. careful, because if we're in there too long, apparently they will, like, because well, that, that's got to see... let them in, right? You have to, like, explicitly let them in.
2: Yeah, well, that's 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 the thing. There's the throwaway line about how, you know, um, we can't do more than 90 seconds, and hers lasted, like, a few seconds longer because nobody, because this terrible thing that you can never do, no one was ready to, like, pull the hand off at 90 seconds, yeah. which is, what the fuck? <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, yeah. The other two, the two main, like the two main hand people at the start, were just being like fucking assholes about it. Yeah, we're laughing
2: <laughs> about it. It's like, hey, we're coming up to the time limit, and it's like really bad if we get over that. But
1: like, we're just gonna chill a little bit longer. No, mm-hmm. it, it, it just it makes total sense if she's like half possessed or hallucinating because that's also probably what happened to Ducket. That makes sense. I just was like, but the whole premise of this hand is that a demon is invited into you explicitly, mm-hmm. not like an implicit like hey we're let's flirt hallucinate and then i will haunt you so that you kill people
0: yeah but i wonder if that's like maybe it's in you is not like specifically like you're you're getting in and like possessing and taking over the whole body but more like it's in your head and it is causing you to throw up these hallucinations but yeah you're right it's 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 murky um <laughs> and that's okay it has it's just like it has happened for the movie yeah
1: and then are we supposed to assume that mia doesn't know she's dead at the end she realizes it when she
2: touches the hand and then she, she's like on the other end of a party right like you have to be like yeah I'm fucking dead at this point
0: yes I think she realizes it there but I think I don't know if if you're supposed to think as the audience that like she somehow is okay after like this this accident because like as soon as she's like on the highway I was like well she's dead she's a ghost now like no one saw 100%. no one was
2: looking at her It was like yeah that's classic movie yeah you're walking around but clearly yeah. in the real world you're dead
0: I do want to talk about the logistics of the talk to me and the hand. And we, we talked about like the the two people, Joss and Haley, who have it. And I was wondering out loud to Kelly, I was like, so they say it's 90 seconds. But do they know that it's like actually two minutes and they're giving people grace? Because, like you know, if I was in charge of the talk to me hand, it's the same way I did it for like field trips and stuff. The bus leaves at nine. That means the bus leaves at 9.30. Like, I'm always adding more time. So if it's like 90 seconds, I'm not saying the max time is 90 seconds. I'm saying the max time is one minute. And if it goes over, we got some wiggle room. Uh, do you think they had the foresight that, like, the, the <laughs> talk to me hand is actually two minutes and you're Those okay. two? Billy, but, yeah, Billy. <laughs> n-
1: hell no. <laughs> Did you hear, like, you could listen to them talk for one second and know that they didn't. <laughs> That's true. Okay, I know. <laughs> Listen, I just want you to agree with
2: me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying what, what what your idea would have been
1: smart, but yes. those two, yeah. no. They were like total, I don't know, what the Aussie version of frat kids. You know, like they were just so mm-hmm. over think, the top. I think they have frat kids there too, Luke. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But they're like high school kids. Like they're the, like the cool edgy teens who are like smoking in trouble and smoking cigarettes and doing drugs and... Yeah. Drinking. Et cetera. cetera.
2: Drinking wine.
0: But I, I, I did like how they really encapsulated that like, I'm a teen. I'm a little bit older than everybody else here. I kind of rule this thing. But then when shit goes down, they're, they're just useless. like, you see just how like young they still are and how like bad in a like crisis situation they are where they're like, oh, fuck, we got to get out of here. We don't know what to do. And it's just like, I thought they really captured that sort of mentality of being like, you know, I'm 18 and I've seen and done everything there is to do. Nothing can possibly surprise me. Oh, shit, something bad happened. What do I do? Mom, where are you? Like, uh, It just really captured that sort of sense of invulnerability that you have when you're a teenager. (laughs) When they get off the bus after talking to Cole, Joss is just like,
2: like, Mia, good luck, and just leaves.
1: (laughs) He's like, how (laughs) about... I also love how the movie just... The movie just flew past how Mia grabbed the hand after that okay so much going on yeah yeah
0: so much going on (laughs) i guess i guess i'll grab it i'll take this hand yeah and then she's she's doing talk to me by herself like come on that's that's bad that's bad don't do that always do talk to me in a setting where someone is filming you (laughs)
1: yeah
2: i now that i think about it so you know how she was like a little bit longer than than 90 seconds the first time she did it at the party And then when she like puts the blanket over uh, Riley, you can see it's like a kind of gross demon hand. So she's, she's, she's already been like a little bit maybe possessed at that point. But when she solo talks to me at that, like that's just
0: because she also doesn't say like I let you in, which is the idea that like when you do the talk to me hand, you see the spirit and I think you can talk to them without possessing but like once you say i let you in and they possess your body that's when the 90 seconds starts um, mm. okay because when she when she's doing it by herself she doesn't actually say to her mom like i let, I let you in, you in. Right. they just have a little chit chat
1: maybe that's how she starts hallucinating like maybe once you talk to them they can still just appear and talk to them for this this long they don't need they you don't need the hand anymore right maybe they never yeah. go away
0: maybe yeah. maybe maybe the real talk to me was trauma nah I don't think so that's too obvious Billy (laughs) that's too obvious okay we gotta talk about Miranda Otto we all love Lord of the Rings she was the best part of this movie hands down yeah we love Sue Sue the uh, well yeah whoops I hit the table a lot shout out to Sue Miranda Otto's character who on the first time I watched it I was like I remember coming away from the movie being like oh man her character takes a really weird turn in the second half of the movie but like watching it this most recent time it's like oh she's so just like on for her kid riley that like it totally makes sense that after he gets hurt she'd just be lashing out and be like get the fuck out of here mia like you did this you had my son but yeah she was great like 10 out of 10 momming uh alex tell you tell us what you think about her i love miranda Otto, uh and yeah
2: she was the best part of this movie she was the you know how in every movie there's like the one character you're like yeah everything you did makes sense that was sue in this yeah she was she, she's she was a cool mom a no bullshit mom and then yeah all her actions i thought made sense
0: i especially like the scene where she is going around being like oh so hey like uh what time's the party this night you know what time's the party <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was really funny i like that <laughs> they're like what are you talking There's about she's what's just a like party? what's the party i don't know I, i've never heard of a party before and she's just like all of you are bullshitting me and i know it <laughs> But yeah, Luke, what did you think of Miranda Otto? You're a big fan? Mm. She is no man. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) She killed the witch (laughs) king.
1: Yeah, I mean, she was great. All of these movies that are starring teenagers need some sort of parental figure around to remind us and them how stupid they're being. So she did a good job of that, I thought. And then it was like... You know, a little bit tragic, I guess, that the moment of her like understanding of what's happening to Mia is what allows Mia to get too close and take Riley out of the hospital kind of thing.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. But it all works it's out like, in
1: the end. Yeah, I mean, so I guess we're uh, again, I was a little confused, but I guess I think you answered earlier, like Mia had enough wherewithal to know that the problem was her, not Riley at the very end. So she threw herself in front mm-hmm. of the car instead of Riley like that's what we're because they don't say that that doesn't even come up as a hold on
2: i can read this wikipedia section for you luke okay
0: okay okay here we go
2: okay after being told by raya which is riley's mom or no not by which is mia's mom that riley needs to die in order to be set free from his possession and hallucinating the injured kangaroo from earlier which not subtle at all the injured kangaroo from the very start is like 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 a euthanasia kind of thing
0: A little foreshadowing animal. We love it.
2: Mia kidnaps Riley from the hospital, intending to put him out of his misery. Jade sees her pushing him in a wheelchair towards the highway's edge. Rhea attempts to convince Mia to push Riley into oncoming traffic, but when she says, we'll have him forever, Mia realizes that Rhea, in quotes, has been the malevolent spirit from her initial possession, manipulating her all along. She got too greedy. Mia steps away from the wheelchair as Jade rushes towards them to save her brother. Traffic comes to a halt, and Mia lies badly injured on the road. Okay. yeah. So there was that one throwaway line that, honestly, I didn't really catch, because they talk in a funny
1: accent, and it was whispery. (laughs) (laughs) So, wait, the spirit told Mia that if she killed Riley, Riley would be in hell forever?
2: No, would be set free from the... uh, like, she tricked her into saying that in order to free Riley from the demon possession, he needs to die. But the reality yeah. was she wanted Mia to kill him so that they could keep his because,
1: soul in hell forever.
0: Yeah, because the demon fucks up. Tip, Like, the demon
1: tips its hand on accident to Mia?
0: Yeah. Yeah, the demon says, we'll have him forever. And Mia's like, wait a minute, forever? <laughs> That's not a human lifespan. You liar.
1: Yeah. That's like... Uh... The thing you're not supposed to say, demon, if you want this to happen.
0: That's a pretty big fucker. Yeah, That's rookie demon mistakes. It's rookie demoning for sure. Toby would not be impressed. At the 99th, like, like the final moment is
1: when you fuck it up. Like, yeah.
2: you couldn't have waited like two seconds to gloat afterwards. <laughs> like, Come on.
1: I like, like to, to, to say that uh, that demon snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory. Right.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Rhea got the got the ball to the 99 yard line and then just threw it in the other direction. Yeah. He was like, ha. Ah! We win. <laughs> so, no, <laughs> idiot.
1: <laughs> but it's funny. Like that is the throwaway again. Why that's confusing is that M- Mia has been so unreliable the last like twenty minutes of the movie, but she can like pick up on that.
0: Exactly. Point. Good for her. She's <laughs> like, wait a minute. Have I been being duped this entire time? I better talk to me a couple more times, just to be but sure. But
1: also, you could just not kill any of yourselves, and figure this eventually, out eventually like, they'll mia... leave you right does mia have yeah. to die here like i guess not but but sh- to be fair she did
2: stab her dad in the neck with scissors and she did almost kill riley she i don't think That's yeah it
0: Mm-mm. yeah one the the biggest problem that or not the problem i had but like the the part with like a, a massive lapse of character in this movie is when they think like i know Riley, a boy who is in a coma and nonverbal, let's have him do the talk to me hand just in case he like, you know, we can like third party talk to me uh, when they try to get (laughs) it. That was the dumbest part. Somehow they're like, they convince Jane to be like, yeah, I guess we'll give it a try. It's like, you've never seen it like work when someone else has done it. You've never even tried it. So like, what makes you think that this would actually be a thing that would work uh, now (laughs) when he can't even like hold the hand? Yeah, and then Mia
2: does it so that she talks with the little girl who's like, I can show you where he is.
0: Yeah. Which, by the way, the spirits just got to say, I let you in, and then you're in the spirit body? Like, whoa, this is a two-way door all of a sudden. Yeah, (laughs) it's dangerous. What are we, astral projecting now? Yeah. Getting into the further? It's a big place. The further, so maybe the
1: maybe the sequel is Mia possessing this Greek guy that lets her in at the very end of the movie, and now it's just yeah, like it's Mia. It's a very like Freaky Friday kind of yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: it's just oh yeah, it's it, it, as soon as you get to uh, try to answer the question because demons, it's like why, why are the demons like? Just like they're all hanging around this hand and it's like, oh boy, as soon as somebody opens this door or touches this hand, this is my chance. Like, oh fuck, I can't wait. There
2: there needs to be a movie where the demons are like the good people and the humans are the assholes, you know? Kind of yeah, flip around. Town. And then now we can be like because humans.
1: Uh, I think that's the others. Oh. <laughs> isn't right. that, that
0: movie? <laughs> or isn't that um what's that Will Smith movie? Where he's against the vampire zombies and it turns out he's the bad guy the whole time. I the am legend. Is it Hancock? I am legend, oh. yeah, I am legend. He was the bad guy? <laughs> in the Omega Man, which is the like the book it's based off of, the vampires have this like horrible, like urban legend of like uh a monster that stalks the daytime and like kills them, so they all That's have sweet. to hide. Mm-hmm. And so it's kinda like he's the bad guy all along. The they, didn't, they, they, really they didn't. they really didn't explore it enough in the movie, but and,
1: I, and to be honest, I don't think the others, I don't think the humans are assholes. They're just, like, annoying the ghosts and scaring them. And that's stuff,
0: Beetlejuice. So. That's Beetlejuice. That's the one <laughs> yeah. where we're on the ghost Ooh. side. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there's a
1: Beetlejuice getting a sequel next year.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 36-year gap. juice. <laughs> yeah. juice. That's not so bad. <laughs> 36 <laughs> years. That's not the longest. Like, there's got to be longer. Yeah, probably. Than, uh, sequels The map. anything else about about the movie the effects we didn't really talk about the graphic violence in the movie which is uh hard to talk about
2: <laughs> uh, R- when riley was like smashing his head and pulling his eye out that was the that was some of the grossest shit i've ever seen in any movie ever and i don't ever want to yeah. watch that scene again
0: yeah it was hard seeing it twice i'll tell you that much <laughs> it was just like oh fuck i forgot how bad this was like, we've seen
2: characters smashing their head before, like, in Hereditary, but, like, that long and that, like, no camera cuts, it's just like, yeah, we're gonna be looking at this shit. Like, mm, yeah. I don't like. Me, Where no it's like-, like,
0: And then he does it again in the hospital when he's, like, bashing it on against the tile. And he's licking his and
2: blood. And <laughs>
0: licking the blood up. <laughs> what a fun sound that will be.
1: Hey, if it makes you feel better, it was just, it was just corn syrup. It was probably sweet. Oh. This party Billy is going to be off <laughs> <Yeah>. the, chain. <laughs> the chain. Off
0: the chain. <laughs>
1: uh,
0: no, I thought uh, I thought Riley the actor Joe Bird, I think his name is, was he did a great job. Like he just encapsulated again that like transitional period from like kid into teenager. Like he's even younger than than Mia and Jade and Daniel and all them and he just like he just really caught this like you know, I'm a teen. I don't really know what's going on, but I've like, you know, seen a couple things, and I trust the people who are like older than me because they make good decisions or whatever. I just, I really liked his interaction and his relationship with his friend James. I thought was also funny. The scene yeah. where they're like at the start <laughs> smoking cigarettes, and he's like, "You reckon this gives you cancer right away?" And it's like, "No, James." <laughs> it's very funny. Just very, very good. Just a little bit of cancer you know. stand. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well anything else final thoughts alex final thoughts
2: final thoughts was yeah that when when shit was happening it was fucking gross whether it be the self-mutilation or the the foot sucking or like
0: oh yeah the tarantino part of the movie yeah, the yeah. Uh, the
2: knife to the the forehead like all that stuff duck it at the start Oh right!
0: Like, <laughs> who got stabbed <laughs> in the forehead? Oh yeah, the, one of the characters. minute two Billy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, I watched the movie. I, yeah, first um, death yeah. in the movie.
2: Yeah, like actually, out of all the horror movies I've ever watched, when they show graphic
0: stuff, this is probably the most graphic movie I've ever seen. Just like I, I think it even tops Hereditary. You know that scene after like post telephone pole when it cuts to uh, Charlie's head. That's gross, but. That's obviously, like, a very well-done prosthetic, but, like, the fact that it's still move, like, Riley's still moving around and they're doing it, it's just like, oh,
2: no! Yeah, it doesn't cut away, it doesn't, like, have the implied sound, like, you know how, like, sometimes when, like, someone gets staked or someone, like, like you know a gruesome thing's gonna happen, and, like, you kind of hear the sound while another character's watching, and you see that character's reaction, like, you can feel the blanks, like, in your brain, but in this movie, they didn't want you to fill in any blanks on your own. They just were like, "Yo, here's the whole novel and we want you to look at it."
0: Yeah. Yeah. They're like, "I know that you can create something worse in your imagination if we don't show it to you, but we're actually just going to show you that picture." And you're like, "Oh, fuck."
1: <laughs> so, uh, question, do we know what demon it was that was possessing Riley to that degree? Did we ever see it? Or It's
2: like that old man demon at- or old lady demon the very in the start. bed that she's talking to? Oh, I guess oh.
0: No, there's, like, like at the very end when we see from, like, Mia's point of view, she's pushing, not Riley, but, like, a weird old man with, like, you know, he's got no teeth and his, like, skin's all, like, blistered yeah. and, like, oozy and stuff. I think that is supposed to be the, like, the demon that she sees when she looks at Riley. Like, she only right. sees the, like, creepy old guy. Which, like... In the, Come oh, on, if you're like, going to possess somebody, you're just going to be in a comatose body? Boo. But in the context
2: of the demons that they were each individually talking to and letting possess them when they were doing the hand thing, I don't think that was
0: ever clear at all. No, I don't. You're right. I don't think so.
1: Uh, my final thought would be that this was a really enjoyable movie. It was entertaining. I think it missed the mark on some of the writing. Or like, maybe not even the writing, but executing the writing so that it was kind of clear what was happening. But it's a pretty small complaint. Really, really impressive first time film.
0: Yeah, I really liked it. I think that the only last thing I want to say was like, part of the like, you have to do it because of the movie is like, how in the hell did Mia manage to take Riley out of an entire hospital without anybody being like, excuse me, miss? No, no. (laughs) Like if this kid is on every time he comes to consciousness, he tries to like hurt himself. There should be like a presence, like 24 hours a day. And, you know, the fact that Sue is like, oh, Mia, we've mended our fence. I'm going to go take a like 50 minute walk. See you later. It's just like, no, 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 go by it. But my, my final thoughts like is it was, it was good as very tense, it was so gross at some points. And I just, you know, I feel great about seeing like a new horror movie even if it is like still demon tropes like they did something different and they nailed it mostly and i'd love to see maybe not necessarily a talk to me but uh (sighs) a different thing from these filmmakers a sequel is in development Um,
2: and a sequel is apparently when they were filming this movie they had filmed prequel footage
0: as well okay oh oh yeah i remember in that interview they they had like they had done a lot of like Filming of like party scenes that they could just use for like the phone footage. So maybe that, maybe that could work. All right, so it's time to write this fucking thing. Let's go. Don't we do scariest with, part? You know what? Oh, that's right. We do scariest part of the movie. Spot him. I forgot. Bottom. Spot him. Spot him. Luke, you remember the show better than <laughs> I do. Good for you, buddy. Uh, yeah. So scariest parts of the movie. Luke, okay, I mean, kick it up. Kick us off.
1: To be honest, none of the frightful parts i would say were scary they were unsettling and gross and some of them were startling so i will say the most startling point of the movie was definitely riley's like smash attack on himself because it's like the thing that the thing that was startling about it wasn't that it happened it's like okay yeah he's hitting his head It's that he like kept doing it for so long and they didn't stop him i was like what the fuck you guys you are so useless and it just kept getting gross. Yeah, so I'll say that.
0: You know what they should have done? Is they should have had... You know, they tie you to the chair. Which, by the way, if the spirits can move the whole chair around, what's the point? Anyway, they tie you to the chair. They also need to tie, like, a leash around the other hand. Or the end of the hand. The disembodied hand. So they can also, like, yank that away. And, and obviously put a helmet on. Onto it.
1: Yeah!
2: yeah
0: <laughs> put, put, like, a football, a a football helmet. helmet on or something. <laughs> guard. There are, that guard. That... Made me think of a joke I made when this movie came out in the summer, uh, because it has was also kind of hot on the heels of uh, the Wednesday Addams show, mm. and I was like, the talk to me hand and thing from the Addams family are possibly from the same person, because <laughs> one's a left hand and thing is a right hand, so yeah. that's my head headcanon. Nice. Alex Wan, scariest part of the movie, what you Exact got? same part, just the Riley scene, like...
2: Like the smashing was like really really bad, and then it got when it got to the eyeball, I was like Jesus fucking Christ! Like when is this gonna stop? Yeah, and it eventually did stop, but not for a while. And I was so grossed yeah. out. Yeah,
0: so gross, so gross, absolutely. Out. Uh, that's definitely the grossest part of the movie for me. Um, I think the the scariest part of the movie for me, and uh, it it it's was it the house party with all related. the teenagers. <laughs> Ah, so many teens with their loud music and their casual use of the C-bomb. So scary. No, um, I think this is still resonating with me since ever since we watched Hereditary when like that scene when they're in Peter's bedroom and she's hiding in the like ceiling corner for so long uh, and i like the first time we watched it like I didn't notice until she left and then you and Alex made me like you, you rewound it so I could see it so that now i'm like looking in the corners for everything and when she's in the her bedroom scene when she's sleeping with daniel uh, the like old lady is kind of sitting against the corner of the wall and when like the first time she shows up i was like oh there's a person there. It's gonna start moving oh god i'm so scared right now so that part was the scariest riley injuring himself so badly was definitely the grossest part of the movie now i guess ratings now it's time for ratings i remember how to do the show
1: billy what are we gonna rate this Uh, out
0: Uh, We're going to rate this out of back pocket scissors okay? Uh, because she's just like (laughs) showing to showing up to the hospital with a big old pair of bloody scissors. And this one, yeah, is so fun. Possibly this movie is getting a higher grade from me because I didn't watch a horror movie a week leading up to it. You know, it was like in that hiatus time. So maybe I like. If if we'd kept going week after week after week it might be tired to like see the same things, but I had a lot of fun in this movie. It was very scary and very good and a great first effort, so I'm gonna give this a four out of five. Four back pocket scissors out of five. Alex, what are you gonna rate?
2: Yeah, it was uh it was a nice kind of breath of fresh air. It was unique. It uh, it was unique without a unique con- it, it took a un unique concept and made it unique. There we go. It was very gross. Um and the characters were like enjoyable enough like they weren't frustrating Miranda Otto was in this movie so huge props
0: <laughs> big points big yeah points. I will say
2: the ma- my like major thing was like a lot of it didn't make too much sense even after us discussing now it's like I, I guess that's that's how they wanted us to think about it or I guess that's what happened which doesn't super satisfy me but is good enough. So I will give this 3.75 back scissors
1: out of five. Back pocket scissors. Excellent. That's right. Luke. Uh, I'm actually going to give the same score as Alex. I was thinking 3.75 back pocket scissors for a pretty good movie, pretty enjoyable, but again, kind of cashes out at the level of nonsense. And <laughs> uh, there's something, there's a, there's an impurity in my soul that can't ever let that go. Totally.
0: <laughs> well, at least you can recognize it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ah, great, great. Yeah. So that's a that's a high mark, though. I think our a lot of our movies leading up to the hiatus were pretty low in comparison, and definitely if you listen to the Friday the Thirteenth Part Five episode, we were not kind on that one. So, <laughs> no, you know what, um, Billy, you're right
2: though. I just have to imagine myself in that situation because I wouldn't know that I was in a horror movie. So because of that I absolve by the 13th of everything and it's the greatest
1: franchise ever made. Well, you don't oh, no, have to have know, know you're in a You don't have to know you're in a horror movie to know that Camp Crystal Lake there's like a serial killer around there that's no, never been called You know what like... the first time maybe maybe but like I'm sure they cleared it up by the end of the first movie so I can keep going back. There's not going to be a serial killer there again. You know <laughs> I, I was scrolling on Facebook the other day and it was, uh you know, it was like a pop-up clickbait thing, but it was like, this is the horror movie franchise that Siskel and Ebert had nothing good to say about. And I was like, it's probably Friday the 13th. And I clicked it and it was Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently Siskel and Ebert, who don't hate on horror movies per se, really hated it. So I feel we're vindicated. <laughs> Vindication.
0: As, as uh, Danae said last uh, in the episode that they think that people who like friday the 13th are gaslighting everyone else it's just like (laughs) or like 16 year old boys yeah uh great great fun times great fun times to chat and now the best part of the podcast in my opinion it's time for something to cheer uh let's start to you luke mason what are you cheering from the summer from this week from whatever what's going on
1: well you two can see it Uh, i'm cheering the sweater i got about a month ago I was just in Walmart and I saw it and I had to get it. It's a uh, hoodie and it's got like an eight bit of the faces of Knuckles, Sonic, and Tails, and uh, it brings Which me one's great Sonic? Joy. every time I look at. <laughs> Sonic is one the in the, uh, the one. In the Sonic's middle. the purple one. <laughs> There's no purple one. There's an orange one, a blue one, and a red one. Oh, yeah. Sonic is the green one. Sorry, the green one. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: No, you're thinking of Shrek.
0: <laughs> it's a very. <laughs> you're. I'm always thinking about Shrek. You know, it's a great sweater. That's a good one.
1: It's great stuff. I'm I'm cheering my my new hoodie with
0: my 8-Bit Friends. Your little 8-Bit Sonic and Friends hoodie. I'm cheering a movie that I watched recently called No One Will Save You. It's available on Disney Plus in Canada. I think it's a Hulu movie. It's a quasi-horror movie, alien invasion type of movie with uh, cool retro sci-fi looking aliens and a pretty neat conceit. Um, I do recommend that you check it out and yeah i really enjoyed watching it even though the ending kind of goes a little weird where you're like wait uh, what <laughs> uh, but listen it's not a horror movie if you're not left with like a why why yeah <laughs> why is that how end?
1: how and why <laughs> but how
0: <laughs> but it's uh it's very cool and the uh the, the filmic conceit is uh is pretty i've never seen anything quite like that or i guess heard anything quite like that in uh in a movie so i recommend everyone check out no one will save you it's got um, Caitlin Devers, who was in Booksmart. Oh. She was the other, the not Beanie Feldstein character in Booksmart. So it's nice to see her as well. Alex Wan, what are you cheering? So
2: yesterday I got to hang out with my friends and we went to another friend's housewarming, which was a lot of fun. And yeah, that's my cheer. It's always nice to celebrate someone's massive accomplishments in life. And yeah, it's cool. And now I have close neighbors. So that's fine. Nice. Ooh, yeah.
0: tell them about the uh, the pipes in the building. Uh, n- not <laughs> Watch that close. Out for the They're like, like a five minute drive <laughs> away. But
1: yeah, yeah, Alex, are you getting awesome. excited for winter again? Yeah, can't wait. We'll see. We'll see what happens this year.
0: Can't
2: wait. I- I'm gonna end up being that All one right. person that emails everybody in the building.
0: It's Like, hey, reminder: close your windows. Yeah, <laughs> like it's not fucking hard. All right. Well, that's going to do us for another episode of Nothing to Fear. It's been awesome to chat to you. If you want to get in touch with the show, go ahead and check us out on Nothing to Fear podcast on Instagram. You can do that. Uh, The email is also Nothing to Fear podcast at gmail.com. You can say hello to me if you want. I'm at Design Billy on Instagram and on threads. Luke, what is... Your social media world looking like? Have you got anything going on podcast wise lately?
1: It's been pretty, pretty arid. All quiet on the western front. That's right. All
0: quiet, on, All the
1: western quiet on the western front. I might be doing some new ones in the near future, but I've been doing other things.
0: Doing other things. Well, if you live in Nelson, you can go see Luke at trivia. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> that's right. A trivia today, five thirty. Back roads. See
1: you there. <laughs> It's called Backroads. <laughs> this is <isn't> coming up. <laughs> backroads is the bar that. hosts... Oh, I was right like, is there
2: Sunday. like is there a specific back road that this person should meet you at?
1: <laughs> it's like a. It's a bar that's like uh It's a brewery actually. It's pretty cool, but it it kind of like a mountain biker feel aesthetic idea. A lot of their a lot of their beer cans have mountain bikers on it. So, cool. And mountain bikers take the backroads. Cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, also, this episode is not coming out today. But if you are around on a Sunday. <laughs> Check out Luke. Uh, this That's episode right. is probably going to come out mid-November because I have a shit ton of midterms coming up, and so I'm not going to be focusing on editing, which, very good, dear listeners, thank you for supporting the show, but uh, this is a labor of enjoyment at this point, so I'm not holding myself to a really strict schedule. But anyway, Alex, where can the people find you? Same, same as before. You can follow one
2: song a day on Instagram and we'll post a song there every day.
0: Excellent. Oh, also, I'll do a couple of plugs. You can check out my guest appearance on the Super Scary Podcast, which we talked about the hole in the ground movie. And you can also follow the Twitch channel All on the Table RPG, where I'm playing in a Pathfinder second edition campaign uh, once a month, every second Saturday of the month. So check it. Check me out there if you want to watch people play nerdy games. Yeah, we'll end it here. I don't know what episode we're going to do next we're going to talk about that off air i think but uh i'll say goodbye for now uh and luke say goodbye uh say goodbye talk to me i let you in uh (laughs) talking again (laughs) say goodbye okay bye (laughs) bye everyone and remember folks there's just movies oh there they are just (laughs) movies there's nothing to fear. oh boy you nailed it it's been a while i made it i did it happy birthday danica enjoy the podcast